All right, so last week on the show, let's see, what did we do? You know, we debated whether or not the saxophone player from the Lost Boys was an extra on Young Guns 2, and uh, it really broke uh, Nick's heart when they killed Keith or Sutherland again. You know, he thought vampires would live forever. He was really confused. He didn't understand why are they shooting guns when awesome. they should be taking them through the heart. That was uh, awesome. Other than that, it was awesome. Great podcast, great movie. Check it out. And tonight we're going to be talking about a different movie altogether because it's a new episode. And we're doing our video of the month. So this whole episode will be a video. You can also check it out if you're just listening. That's fine, too. It'll be available as an audio podcast later. And tonight's movie, let's see. It's Return of the Living Dead 3. Return of the Living Dead. Um, some could argue it is sequel directly to Night of the Living Dead. Um, there's a weird story behind the titles. Maybe Dave will have that trivia later for you. I'm not sure what's lined up, what exciting bits he's going to tell you about this series. Um, it's part of the original trilogy, Return of the Living Dead. First one's a horror film. Second one's a horror comedy. The third one went back to more dramatic stuff, but it's also a romance. That's why it's on our list for bad romances, because the shit really hits the fan, and the girlfriend dies. Then she gets brought back to life, and that's Return of the Living Dead 3. comes out in the 90s. Um, it's done by, I think it's Brian Yena is the guy's name, or Yorna or something. He's a What is his last name, Dave? I, I always get it screwed up, but it's Yesna. Yeah, oh, Brian Yesna. Anyway, he's a horror guy. I came across a YouTube that I shared with these guys to get ready for the episode, and that guy's legit, man. He knows a lot about the horror genre. He he's loves good. horror. He had some really great ideas for how to put together part three. Um, but he even said himself, like, he kind of got a kind of a bad deal, bad shakeup. He made that movie Society, which they brought to our attention yeah. a few months ago, and we checked that shit out, and it's a really twisted movie. And he's absolutely right, though. If that had been a box office gold, then he would have probably made like three or four more horror movies, you know, to add to his list. And then he talks about how he gets regulated to be a sequel director. But, I mean, he did a good job with this one, and that's why we're talking about it. If it wasn't worth talking about, it wouldn't be a podcast episode. It just wouldn't be, wouldn't be worth the binge watcher's time, frankly. I mean, we, we don't have much time anymore these days. We're all busy. No, no, no time. <laughs> no time. <laughs> uh, Dave, you want to tell us some, uh, some stuff about Return of the Living Dead? Well, yeah, so this is the uh, <clears throat> the second sequel to the original Return of the Living Dead, which which it has some weird connections to Night of the Living Dead. It, Return of the Living Dead was based off of a novel written by one of the co-writers of Night of the Living Dead. And without getting into too much detail, there's a lot of legal battles of who owns the right to Living Dead versus Dead. So that's why you have like George Romero releasing Day of the Dead that year. But he got the legal rights to have Return of the Living Dead. It's it's a weird. There's like a weird uh, legal battle Talking about John that. Russo, the screenwriter. Yeah, of John Russo Living Dead got to keep the rights to the words, right? The actual words. Yeah, Living Dead. Dead. So it, yeah. it's it's weird how like they 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 split off the rights to George Romero got to continue the sequel to the original Night of the Living Dead, but John Joe Russo got to keep the name Living Dead as a trademark or whatever. So there's some weird. So Return of the Living Dead does have some uh, connections to the original Night of the Living Dead. Um, but when Brian Yizna got a hold of this property, um, by the time the second movie came out, it was a straight-up comedy. So a lot of people <laughs> yeah. a lot of people hated it for that. Some people liked it. Um, he decided to go in a different direction. Um, when he took on Return of the Living Dead 3, he was only given two directions. was It had to have trioxin and it had to have brain-eating. Otherwise, do whatever you want. Tone, characters, whatever. So that's the connection to the original Return of the Living Dead is the trioxin and brain eating, basically. Side note, trioxin is the chemical that makes zombies in zombies. the movie. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> if you didn't know. In, 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 in case you didn't know. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, but he, he like shopped around writers and believe it or not, the editor of return of the living dead ended up being the screenwriter of this movie, Joe, uh, John yeah. Perry or, uh, yeah, well, anyways, John uh, so John Perry, I think oh. his name was, <laughs> yeah, no, no, not John, not I thought John, it was like John Carey had a part of this okay. or Drew Carey. No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, there's a lot of connections to the original movie, uh, with this, um, Oh, the first guy that got bit in this movie was actually director of a very recent episode, Warlock Armageddon. Uh, jo- uh, Hickox? Anthony Hickox. Anthony Hickox. Yeah, playing, yeah. playing the character Dr. Hickox in the opening where they're testing out the zombies. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the very first guy that got uh, that got bitten. Uh, another connection is uh, this movie kind of got screwed on its release schedule because Warlock Armageddon was supposed to be a big hit and it wasn't. So the studio Trimark like backed off on releasing it wide and it only got like t- released in 10 theaters. You know what's funny about the studio Trimark? Like they're putting together some pretty interesting horror titles like direct to video, but yeah. then like none of them do that well. I, so, I think they yeah, became cult hits on video. I wish they got to stick around. You, you know what I mean? So, well, you know what's so funny is like we've already done like a few Trimark movies this year between this and uh, Warlock, and I want to say there was something else we did recently that was uh, oh we did both Warlocks, which are both well one of them was Trimark, uh, and we've done of course our uh, some Leprechauns. Um, I don't know. I've I've been kind of nostalgic when we turn these on, like to see the Trimark logo for some reason. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a great logo. It's almost like the MGM line, but different. It's like they're, it's like a another cat. I don't even know if it's a line, but the Trimark right. logo is pretty cool. So uh, well, we'll that, be back in a brief moment with some some home video. Wait, Dave, you wanted to add something else? No, 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 go for it. Into the intro. All right, we'll be back uh, in just a moment with some uh, some home video headlines. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. video headline time movie or tv news what's going on in the world uh i read one that i was pretty excited about i'm gonna take a sip mm. and then i'm gonna tell you so pause for suspense i'll take a sip with you john uh, get my wine i heard the director of the watchman movie which is one of my favorite superhero anti-superhero movies and it's an adaptation and i like the adaptation people could argue it's not alan moore's book but i i like the movie um so this director is going to get to do a reimagining of Wizard of Oz more based on the story by Frank Elbaum than the other movie. So they're going back to the source material and they're going to, you know, do the wonderful Wizard of Oz like done by the book. So that will be interesting. Imagine, yeah, the characters are going to look probably crazy like they did in Return to Oz. Oh, yes, please. It's going to be more <laughs> nightmare fuel than anything else. And if it's done by the director of The Watchmen, like, I really like well, the dark overtone of that movie. So you need to make a distinction here. This is okay. the Watchmen, the miniseries, or the TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Snyder. I was all thinking oh, it would be Snyder. way I'm different. Sorry. Okay, forgive me. Yeah, yeah they're not Zack Snyder. Not Zack Snyder. The okay. TV, no, no, the not Snyder. Um, awesome. The director's name is Nicole. I'll get to the. I'll get the name. Hold on. <laughs> but I like the Got movie it. too. So I. I mean, I can't like knock the movie. So. 
Okay, I no, the seen TV that show is its own though. thing. The yeah, show it's a is sequel. great, it's actually. A the is it really good? Um, so it's Nicole Cassell. He's okay. gonna do the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um. We'll, but we'll see. Will it happen before MGM gets sold to Disney? Who knows? <laughs> is that happening too? <laughs> Probably like is. Uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. They'll they'll figure out the rights. I don't think that'll yeah. be a problem. Actually, on yeah. that one, they weren't allowed to use some of the Wizard of Oz characters when they did that movie. They had to change the names of some, and they could they had to use some from other stories that were in public domain or whatever. Oh, well, wow. there. You know, it's so funny. Is this is not my this is not my headline, but I did read something that Disney is thinking about buying MGM Studios or like their catalog. So, oh man, they're you know, they're just it might be easy buy everything. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> or maybe yeah, it was United is, uh, Artists. This is great yeah. news, Dave. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, more synergy, or I mean, corporate takeover, whatever you want any, to call it. Any other headlines before we jump into I, first impressions? I, I have one. Yeah, what's up? Uh, so CBS is going, uh, they ordered the pilot for the True Lies TV show. Really? Oh, directed by Mick G. Oh. I don't know. What do you guys okay? think about this? I don't know. <laughs> is, is it Mick you know G? What? what did Mick G touch? Did he do Charlie's Angels? Was it, he was Mick yeah. G. Yeah, Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. What else did uh, he do? What's his Terminator. He did Terminator uh, Salvation. Salvation. Oh. The, yeah. One of the worst. Well, it's Although hard to say which is the worst Terminator now. Yeah, Although folks, he did do that awesome Terminator show. Salvation, that's number what? What is that? Number five? Four. 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 That's number four. They're like what? Seven now? Are they at seven? That's the one that has. That's the no. one that has no turn. That has no Arnold in it whatsoever. Oh yeah, this no, is it, just no. It, it has a CGI story. Arnold. CGI. Well, but that should yep. be in theory. That's a great story, yeah. right? It's like let's go to the future war and show the John Connor arc. It should yeah. be good. It and should it be amazing. Like, uh, it should. <laughs> it started a trend of like spoiling thing actors' behaviors on set, right? Because yeah. it was uh, yeah. where, what's his name had his meltdown. Christian uh, Bale had yeah. the meltdown. Christian yeah. Bale is John Connor. He's uh, effing unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. But then that uh, turned out to be on his side after all. Like it turned out that that guy, the guy he was railing against, was a shitty worker after all. And like everybody <laughs> came forward and said, "Yeah, yeah, he was a little. Uh, he screamed a lot." Did you guys see that the uh, Mission Impossible movie did get shut down? Yeah, they, they, they wanted to work this movie is going to be impossible to make. Wow! <laughs> and there's like a picture. There's a picture. There's a there's a Charlie Brown esque picture of Tom Cruise like walking with one of the guys on set, and he's like, you know, really. Oh, oh so they they did they're not. Oh, the here's that? the face. I got it. I got it. This was the face I saw. That, that was pretty good. I'm looking at the face going <laughs> trying to do well, it. Folks, if you're listening via audio, John made a very disturbing pudgy face version of Tom Cruise's expression as it Charlie Brown right on. devastated by the fact that they can't continue making Mission Impossible in the Arab states, wherever they're shooting it, somewhere in the Middle East. Uh, they're going to move the production back to the UK. We don't know if we're going to get a movie out of this, though. <laughs> like, this this I mean, movie seems like they're having some issues, man. This, I mean, uh, they're this is going to be one of those DVD uh, behind the scenes I want to see. Why, you know? why don't they just make it all green screen? I mean, like we've been making movies like that for at this point, yeah. literally decades. Actually, like, that, you could do. Yeah, but but that's been, kind of I've only his been green screening movies for like nineteen months now or something. <laughs> like, what are we? What are we into <laughs> now? The pandy, huh? Like, yeah. That's what, uh, I'm just saying, where there's a will, there's a way. That's all. Oh yeah. Okay, so I have some news. Uh so it's on the Johnny Depp front where oh, he is wow. now 
you know, working with like ACLU and now he's trying to get Amber Hertz and, and Elon Musk's all their communication and to get them deposed on camera uh, with ACLU present. And uh, so he's like trying to fight to get his career back uh, against what he probably feels are exaggerated or false claims. And damn, a well, you wonder who ACLU, what's that stand for? Uh, the like American, the American Civil League Liberties Civil uh, okay. Union. Union, Hold on. I think. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, you'd wonder, like, who could possibly in this universe cockled somebody like Johnny Depp? A another billionaire named Elon Musk. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's so famous. <laughs> and uh, and for, like, 20 years, he was, like, you know, top dog, right? So, yeah. Um, I was just finally started that Letterboxd app that Dave showed me where you go to Letterboxd. Mm. You make a, you keep a diary of movies you're watching. You review movies you've seen, and then like you just click the ones that you've watched. And I'm going through like my history, like trying to keep up with all these movies. And uh, Ed Wood popped up, and I was like, oh, when Johnny oh, Depp geez. was, you know, when he was very Johnny Depp, and like you know, it's a great movie. Check it out. And like you know, unfortunately, like you know, that's not where we are today. But here's the golden ages. <laughs> on, a, <laughs> Check out this movie. on a side note, the downfall to Letterboxd is is I've been tracking since the first of the year. And I watch way too many fucking movies. <laughs> you realize, oh, I need to maybe get out of the house or something. More. <laughs> well, something what's, annoying, yeah. what's annoying for me is like, I don't have enough time to type on Letterboxd because I've seen thousands of movies. How long is it going to take for me to put all the movies I've seen into yeah. Letterboxd? So then I have, then I have street credit on Letterboxd. It'll become right? your will by the time. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, like I'm trying to look like right now. Like, yeah. We're about 20 in, so we should probably get to, like, our first impressions of the movie. Unless anybody else has any, any like, major new breaking, like, late-breaking movie stuff that they have. Well, the only other, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll take it away from, you know, not ending it on a story sad as Johnny Depp. But, um, uh, so, so they are going to... He's going to... You know, you guys don't think he's going to have a comeback of... Uh, yeah, he, he will. I, I don't definitely five or six years going to have a comeback, and he's going to be play a prominent role in Hollywood going into Wait, the future. We can afford to make a movie with him now, and we can afford to rent a theater to screen it. So we're <laughs> we're golden. You're right. I think he's going to come back in a few years and do like more character roles again as the aging older guy. Yeah, uh, but um, but well, his face doesn't age, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't need because uh, he gets blood transfusions. His band he's is a called the he's a vampire. vampire for a reason. Yeah. Um, well, I'll give you a real quick piece. Um, so he's a vampire. Have you seen him do videos from the cave that he has on his property? Is a cave? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Cool. Uh, wow. Sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's Nick right. reminded me of the Johnny Depp cave videos on Instagram. Uh, so they are going to do they're remaking uh, a movie or into a TV show, a movie I didn't like but when I saw the actors, I'm kind of in, so they are remaking Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge they're the reason why I would watch that damn show because I hated that movie <laughs> but I like those two actors, so I will I check that out. I hate the movie, I was like since the, I, I was, it was fun. Again, I was it like, remake? I was like that. oh yeah, yeah it is yeah. you're right their their thing in the nineties is also a remake, but um, that's like put Brad Pitt with Angelina and like uh, that's where they met up. Yeah, it's a yeah. spy movie. It was entertaining. That would actually fit this month's category of bad romances like that. We could have easily oh, covered. It would. Totally could have fit in. I thought yeah. it was fun. Dave hated I, it. I, I like it, dude. I, you know why? I hate when I saw it. I've only seen Dave. it once in the theaters, and it was a two hour movie with. 15 minutes of plot and the rest was just like let's kill each other that's All right. 
Yeah, it did come out of that big ninety. That's a criticism. Bad Boys Two. I'll take it. Give me no plot, all action, entertain me. It was fun. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to revisit it. Um. Oh. Okay. Just rolling right along. Uh, first impressions of tonight's movie because we're supposed to be talking about Return of the Living Dead three. What the hell are we going off on a tangent of Johnny Depp and Wizard of Oz? The fuck are we doing, guys? All right. Um, Nikki Lates, your first impression of Return of the Living Dead three. I never knew a vampire. I mean, a, a zombie <laughs> could be. <laughs> I wasn't a vampire. <laughs> we're talking about Johnny Depp. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. never knew a zombie could be so damn sexy. Oh. Holy cow! I'm telling you. My uh, eighth grade self and I saw this. I watched this a few times, if you know what I mean. <laughs> my oh first my impression. gosh, did you? <laughs> you know what? Wore out the, wore out the, uh, the old uh, VHS. Yeah. Why, why, why is that scene right there all <laughs> tracking? Yeah. It's all, you can't barely <laughs> hear that scene. Uh, the, first impression. The audio track has been. It brought back out. memories, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Here, you know what the crappy thing is? Is like, I'm not even trying to piggyback. You did it too. Stuff. You did it too. I saw that on cable when I was like 11, 10 or 11 and oh man, like guy. I had a crush on her, even yeah. that with all the shit in her face. I, <laughs> For the I folks know, who are watching kind of... as a video, Dave, go ahead and hold up the DVD. It's behind you. Yeah, it's literally okay. right there. A little close up of that action, huh? Mm-hmm. There you go. Wow, well, she has like more clothes on there. Too bad it's not VHS. Oh, yeah, for the the cover. Yeah, yeah, for the cover. Yeah. Cover is just a misrepresentation. Oh, uh. uh, wow. Too bad it's well, not VHS he... where we could actually put it in and see if that part's tracking. You know what I'm saying? Well, I hate to tell you, but the Everything was latex, by the way. So sorry to yeah. bust, burst your bubble on that. I know. I know. Sorry to bust. What? <laughs> so I'm somewhere between. Uh, yeah. The meandering <laughs> wet dream stories. They gave their first impressions of the movie. Now we're we, we officially got to you, Adam. Oh snap! Uh, this thing was a gore fest, and it has some effects in there that I have not seen in anything else. And it's it's worth watching multiple times just for the that the the zaniness of the the creativity of the effects. It's amazing. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. Huge, huge two thumbs up for me. My first impression? Yeah, Moth to a Flame. You got to watch this movie. It's it's one of the, if you were walking by a video rack back in the days of the video stores as a teenager, yeah, this is going to be your rent one, get one free rental right here. This is going to be your blockbuster favorite of the night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna check yeah. it out and you're gonna feel a little guilty. You're gonna take it to your room and you're gonna hope nobody knocks on the door while you're watching this film. Damn, we all brought <laughs> that Yes, we all went there. Yeah. We all went there. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there are certain scenes that that are worth viewing independently. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me keep my head in the game. We'll Stuff's right getting back real. Back yeah, stuff is getting way real. <laughs> if you're really into movies. You could try Stars free for seven days, or this weekend, if you hurry, you can catch the five for dollars for six months deal that they got. It's like their best deal of the year. It's going on this weekend. You have a couple seconds to, you know, grab that deal, take a look at it, and enjoy everything on Stars. What's funny is they always have a just added section in the app. So I hopped in. What did they just add? They added uh, a musical comedy that I love called Get Him to the Greek. You know, it's got Jonah Hill and that British guy. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but you know, you'll, you can, uh, 
whatever, watch it and you'll figure it out. Oh, Nick's trying to tell me what's this guy's oh, name? I totally forgot. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> hey, what's this guy's name? Russell Brand. Russell That's Brand it. is in the video. There you go. And so you can check that out. Um, you know, sometimes you just need a break, a break in your day, man. You know, the daily grind, weekly grind. If you got kids, is an extra grind or just bullshit paying bills. So if you want to take a 90 minute break, stars is awesome. And the other day I just needed a break and get him. The Greek was waiting for me. So I checked that out. And then their, their recommended movies are actually really good. It recommended that I watch 48 hours, which I love. I got that on DVD, both the original and the sequel from Walter Hill. And then uh, it, it recommended Running Scared, which is a cop movie starring none, none less than Billy Crystal. And then uh, Predator 2, because who doesn't love Predator movies? So, you know, check it out. And again, you know, keep in mind, you can sign up for a free trial because that supports us and keeps us going. Um, that's what keeps the podcast going is by supporting our sponsors and, uh, and clicking those affiliate links. Uh, Gerard Butler and Marana Baccarin and Scott Glenn star in the Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh pulse-pounding disaster thriller Greenland. When a planet-killing comet races toward the Earth, a father and his family make a perilous journey to their only hope for sanctuary, encountering the best and worst in humanity as the countdown to global apocalypse approaches zero. You can own Greenland today on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD, which includes a deleted scene, featurette, a feature commentary with director Rick Roman, wow, and much more. So you're going to have a chance to win a copy of this. We're going to go into those details uh, towards the end of the episode. We'll let you know how you can get a copy. I also want to tell you about uh, a band called Flesh Krieg. They hail from Los Angeles. They got a new take on heavy metal electronic music, fusing retro synced wave electronic overtones, crushing guitars, topped off with haunting and aggressive vocals. They were founded by Richard Craner, star of the film Starleaf, which is a marijuana space alien sci-fi trip. Check that out on Prime if you haven't already watched it. So the band was founded by Richard Craner. And then he had a passion for this type of music. And then in t- early 2019, he began his musical journey writing the synthwave style music. And he incorporated uh, his buddy, Thomas Crawford, who you might recognize from the metal band Seraphim. He brought him in as his lead guitarist and co-writer. And with 20 years of combined music experience between them, they're bringing a new entertainment experience to finish what turned out to be Flesh Creek's signature sound, lovingly referred to as Brutal Wave. That's a cool type of music that they're playing. Brutal Wave. All right, now at the end of the show, again, we're going to tell you how to win a copy of Greenland. But let's first go to our featured music. This this week, we're going to play Flesh Creek's song, Deros, and we'll be back in four minutes or so.
hands are wrapped inside the arms of blind hate. website check them out this song's a little long four and a half minutes whatever but that's a brand new song from the album that they got coming out which has a really weird name like Herbutz. i don't know it's german as far as i can tell if google translate is accurate flesh krieg means something like meat lover or meat stick or meat pops i don't know <laughs> so you have to go to their website they're also doing like a campaign to release the album so if you're into that stuff brutal wave type music then go ahead and uh, take a look and see what they're doing. And uh, and good luck on their journey into the world of music and sound. That's our featured music for the week. And now back to the episode already in progress. We're getting back to Return of the Living Dead 3. Actually, that song could have been in their soundtrack. Would have made their... One thing about this movie that we're reviewing is nothing good. Nothing good with the soundtrack shit in this movie. You know? No standout music. No good songs. Whatever. Whatever. Pretty basic. Basic shit. Alright. Um, favorite bits of tonight's movie. Let's start with Nikki Lates. Favorite bits uh, from... Actually, my favorite Day. bit, and as we're recording this, it is Valentine's Day, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. We, we, try to, try not to keep, we try not to date ourselves. Oh, date it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but my, my, my favorite bit is actually the love story. I actually, this is actually of, the day I after Valentine's Day. It's the day after, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh, love story. Actually, I thought it was kind of a cool little love story between a guy and a, a zombie girl. Wow. I, I liked it. Yeah, I think the boyfriend's kind of a bitch. He's a little bitch. Yeah. He's not a very strong male lead. It's all about her. 
it, it, it's all up in her DMs. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, the funny thing is, is you say the love story, and I was today years old when I just put together this is based off of a Romeo, <coughs> Romeo and Juliet, and I just realized her name is Julie. Like it's yeah, plain yeah. as day, wow. and I never put that wow. together. I put it together so. this time, not the other time. Yeah. Actually, he's kind of weak willed, right? But he goes along because he's he's starstruck, right? Or he's like love struck, what it love struck puppy, right? Like mm-hmm. very comp he's just like uh Well, he's a teenager, he doesn't know. Falls her into hell. <laughs> it's um, first first love, you know, like you're you're in it. Yeah, yeah I know? guess so. Yeah. But if if he had like really stuck to his guns, then like maybe he could have avoided mm-hmm. the whole situation. But I guess like the whole point is like love makes you make mistakes, right? Because you just are willing to like put those blinders on. You do crazy <laughs> right? things for love. You bring, yeah, I mean, you, you bring you back your dead, your dead girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Would you yeah, reanimate your dead girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. By the by the way, is there uh, one thing is it uh, the de- uh, the grandpa from Charles in Charge? Am I mistaken? Is that the guy in this movie? It's been because so long I've that? seen Charles in Charge. I okay. Say. I, okay. I'll, I'll double check right now. Okay. Get, go playing back which character later. in the movie? Playing which character in the movie? Uh, he was one of the guys at the military bases. Oh, I'll, I'll find, you mean the general's like assistant? I think so. Yeah, Might be. Might be. I'll, I'll find uh, out. Right well, the older guy. Yeah. The uh, the the Chinese um, liquor store owner. He plays a lot of like Chinese businessmen now. Like that guy's popped up in a lot of movies. You know, mm. he's playing like always playing the Asian tycoons. Um, which is a step up because in this movie he got his brain eaten. Yeah, so, I don't you know, you know like, yeah. playing characters he, where you don't get eaten is probably a step. I don't understand from. how he's able to play another role after he got his brain eaten. Like, <laughs> thanks for I mean, being so literal was this evening. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yep, yep, yep. It was him. Davey, uh, yeah. let's skip over to you. What are your favorite bits from Return of the Living Dead Three? Um, well, the, uh, the, the one, uh, the gang leader that gets turned into like the, his head hanging off of his spinal cord, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> always, that always freaked me out. But, um, the, the thing that always stuck with me is the, uh, her, her, tra- not her transformation, but her piercing scenes, like her it kind of transforming into what that she becomes. A, cutting, you can call that a transformation. That's- yeah. Cutting herself everywhere, putting the spikes through her cheeks, the, the blade, the glass through her hands, like that always creeped me out. And when it came out and I watched it when I was young, I didn't realize that was an allegory for cutting. And when I grew older and knew some mm. people that were cutters, I'm like, oh, that's what that was about, yeah. <laughs> you know, in retrospect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really kind of a brilliant. This movie has a lot of like subtle, you know, for a zombie movie, it has some subtle messages in it that I don't think people were picking up on because it's violent. Oh, you mean like where he holds was... his hand up and he's like, don't touch me, dad. Don't hit me, Dad. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you like? <laughs> he tells his, the boyfriend tells his dad that he's moving out of the house. He's not. He's not willing to transfer with the dad to his new. You know, they're shipping the the dad's the general, but he screws up the zombie experiment, so they want to demote him, send him to another base in the middle of nowhere. And he's telling the son, "We got to move in a week, son." He's like, "I ain't going with you, Dad. I'm staying here with my girl Julie." And he, and then like you know, the dad's like, "Get back in my library or stuff. I gotta talk to you some more." And then the son raises his hand, and the dad catches it. So it was really the son. He, he, he goes, he goes something like, "You don't get to touch me, Dad." So something like that. Like, <laughs> not, not anymore. Adult. Not anymore, Dad. Yeah. That's yeah. When oh the yeah, that's what it is. Mr. Song that's what it is. Should have been he goes, he goes, 
Not anymore, Dad. Not, yeah. <laughs> not anymore, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, audience, if you're not seeing, John is doing a really good impersonation right now. Like, this is <laughs> <Sorry>. good. <laughs> he's got it down. John is reliving it. some past experiences he's channeling. <laughs> oh, uh, man. This is good stuff. We get to see into his head a little bit there. This is Dave's episode. This is his time to shine. He's got the shirt on. He's got the DVD in the background. No, he's got everything. I've got the yeah. whole. He like, looks like a fucking YouTuber. I I I own like two <laughs> different versions of the original movie because they're different. <laughs> I oh love this. Uh, so. Is Dave still going to do the dan- dance sequence? I hope so. <laughs> oh, trash. This <laughs> <laughs> is yeah, show us your trash, Dave. Gonna show have to do a tuck track. back. Dave. Yeah, show us your transformation, David. We're ready for it. <laughs> uh, I'm not. <laughs> some of the old body horror, Dave. You didn't pierce your nipples for the episode? After you texted me, I was going to get it pierced. No? Oh, Dave, that'd be exciting. All right, next time. Now, hold, we're going to hold them to that, guys, all right? I, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, so, Adam, your favorite your favorite bits. I had uh, two bits that I, that I like a lot. I think they're related in, in different ways. Uh, one is that that zombie that has, like, meshed with his own self like the the flesh healed even though he's a zombie and like he's all stuck together wrong and uh he he gets beat up thrown down a little bit and then he like rips his own skin off that was amazing you guys know what i'm talking about right Mm -hmm. like that i was like these guys are geniuses working on these effects i have a feeling like that's not in the script, but the guys were like, Hey, can we do this? And mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it is in the script, but it felt, it felt so fresh and original. Like they just got crazy creative with this zombie and they're like, Oh, we got to use it. We developed this new thing. And the other thing that was really shocking because most of the effect was the guy's face was when she comes out uh, of Riverman's place and attacks all the guys at the same time. And she bites the guy. And you think they're going to cut away and I'm going to show anything. And they and then they go back to it and she rips his lower lip off. I was like, oh, oh, there's so many moments where I had a visceral reaction to what I was seeing. Like, I know it's fake, but I like buying it in the moment. And mm-hmm. that was that was a lot of fun, dude. But lower lip just coming off, oh. you know, well, I, I, I want to steal the show for a moment. Uh, real quick, I can't say it's a favorite bit, but I mean, how good is this movie for like when Riverman turns into like their guy at the end? Like, <laughs> it's kind of ter- like, like that's kind of emotional. Oh. Like, you kind of you care All for right. that guy. Yeah, yeah like he's a he's okay. He want he's a good he's like a good Samaritan that gets screwed over and like he gets punished for helping them, right? But what happens to your character is kind of sad. And you were, you're talking about allegories or metaphors or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. he, as a zombie, he's still trying to help the teenagers, right? Yeah. Right. He yeah. Has some self-awareness, but if that's not a metaphor for the shit that happened for like, they, like, you know, that they're talking about crazy shit, you know, you know what I mean? Like they literally slapping bolts and chains on this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before he turns mm-hmm. into like an Uber zombie. And then it's like, well, fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? And he breaks through all the cages he lets all the zombies free because that's it, you know? And then, like, you're like, yeah, that's fucking it. That would have been a great time for the soundtrack to kick in the non-existent fucking soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. 
That you know, well, Nick, Nick, you're always talking about soundtracks. This movie is lacking somebody in one, the it, keyboards. Yeah, even the score, I was not very. Uh, it was just a whatever. 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 It doesn't distract you from the story. That's well, that's, yeah. That's if they spent any money, it's where it's in those effects you're talking about, Adam. You know, like yeah. if they spent it on the effects. Like, yeah. well, look at it up. Music if they said like, they made the movie for like two million, and the movie only made fifty grand. How is that possible? How because like, they, they released it in like 10 theaters with no uh budget. Oh, yeah, that was this... the other thing they said is like it got no press because during the night they had their premiere, there was like a fire in Malibu, so all news cameras like went out, so they didn't even get their big premiere after all. Oh no, like it was kind of a cursed, it was kind of cursed in that way. It's, I always thought this movie was going to be like completely inferior, and so I've always avoided this movie. I had no idea this movie was this much fun. Just like, don't watch the ones that come after this. Those yeah, are. No, I, I made those are pieces of crap. After, I can't believe you did this, Dave. Like, well, you went and watched. So Sci-Fi bought the name, and they mm-hmm. made two made-for-TV movie sequels. Um, let's see, Rave of the Dead, or Rave to the Dead, and Necropolis. Rave to the Grave and like, Necropolis. Yeah. The same year. By, by the way, I was at the test screening for the fourth one. Han and oh, I were, right. and it was so bad. And they're like, "Can we talk about this movie?" We're like, "This is like a piece of crap." It was literally. Uh, so I've only seen the test screen version. And well, that's not I, that's constructive. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm just you I, told him something. <laughs> no, I did. Like, on the thing. This movie's a piece of crap, and better. there's no fixing it. <laughs> there yeah. is no fixing it. Like, don't release this movie. You guys are a joke. Yeah. Like, that'd be the only thing you can say. Oh you guys gosh. are wasting your well, money. Uh, Dream the, the guy who like owns the rights would like just pass it. That's why like every single one of these movies was like owned by a different studio. Like, because they just kept like, oh, the the main rights holder would just sell it off to anybody. Like, that's how it ended up with Trimark. Like, the fact that a good movie came out of this was only because of Brian Newsen actually put something into it versus like the yeah. guy who made number two that was like, I don't want to make a horror movie. I want to make a comedy. So that's what I'm going to do. How did that guy have so much authority on part two to change the I, whole genre? Like, I don't know. So like, I like know. I was telling you guys, like, that's not the movie we're talking about, but the extras on that movie are so much better than the movie itself because, like, nobody has anything good to say. The director even said, like, yeah, the best thing about the movie is the residuals I get. And that was based, like, Damn. nobody cares about that. Like, don't even that. say things like that. It just makes people hate you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a clumsy yeah. statement. Even even the effects guys were like, you clearly don't want to be here, so why should I? Like, I'm actually doing like good effects, and you're making it crap. <laughs> so, well, when wow. I was younger, I liked to. I don't know what how I would feel now. I did, I did too I, when it, I was a kid. I, I think I was, was telling like, John like two is my favorite else, actually. So so yeah. so like yeah. And I know I'm alone. What are the times I where I didn't comedy know, I didn't know and horror? Dude, I didn't work. know the returning. Yeah. I didn't know the returning actors were pissed off on that movie. And I didn't know the director like, you know, threw his dick around and got his way. I didn't know any of that shit. Like yeah, I just watched it as a kid and fucking loved it. Like, oh, the less drama. you know about like set drama, the more you can enjoy a film. That's for sure. Yeah. It's like, don't meet, don't meet your heroes. Right. Don't meet your industry. Don't meet your heroes. <laughs> don't meet them. Same thing. Like when you don't find out these, behind, so these things about these movies, you're just like, fuck man. Like you can't even, sometimes you can't even like the movies afterwards. So you, yeah, you're right. Like don't even, don't meet, don't meet your heroes. You, yeah, dude, really don't meet your heroes. Now I'm thinking about the Buffy universe bullshit that's going on right now. Oh my <laughs> like, god, I know. Oh my dude. Gosh, we're not, we're not touching that yet, are we? Yeah, They're horrible no. people. That is, but that is but the fact crazy. that number three, but the fact that number three came out to be a good movie was just because 
it could have become a bad movie because they didn't give him any real restrictions other than the trioxin gas and mm-hmm. brain eating. Like you could have just made anything with that. I know, I know. Like watching that interview with the director was amazing, and like I would actually talk to him because I didn't know he was so like on the pulse of horror at the time, and like nobody can, can talks we about can we get him on this show. Well, he's like the he's one of the producers of the original Reanimator. Like he made one of the Reanimator sequels. Like uh, he yeah, has he did, writer, he did writer Reanimator. That was his yeah. movie he made right before. Oh this. wow! Well, he he started his career more as a producer, like you know, so that he was more the guy behind the guy, and then he started directing. But with he society, has really so. bad luck. His movies don't make any money, and so they don't give him another movie. But well, that's he, a yeah. shame. This movie was great. This this movie deserved to make some money. Am I right? He, well, between this yeah, and society, like he's yeah. yeah. Like he clearly wanted to be George Romero, and I don't mean that as a knock. Like he he had something to say with his movies. Like he didn't just make yes, his movies had a lot of gore, but they also had a message behind them. Like society was about what we're kind of going through right now. Like we do live in a, a you know a class system, and he kind of pointed that out. You know, well, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys right have noticed, River, I don't know if you guys have done this in your own lives. If you've ever tried to make your life better, the system doesn't really want you to make your own life better. You get no. tax bills. You get court shit. You get school related <laughs> shit. You get all kinds of shit. You, you get sponsors. Yeah, as soon as like, you develop any kind of means, kind of yeah. the system is like sniffing out those means and they're going to be like, hey, give me some of that. And then they want to knock you all the way back down to where you were, yeah. even if you your output is here. way up here. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, just think about Riverman. Like, he was like, F this. I'm going to live down in this cubby hole I found underneath the, the surface. Here's and, a small uh, victory. But he, we got but, pulled but, over. We got pulled over and got a ticket because we said we were obstructing traffic, but we weren't the obstructor. The obstructor didn't get pulled over, but we did. But we actually got the. We had a Zoom hearing. The attorney didn't show up as a cat, though. But so we <laughs> got out not of the, a cat. Yeah, yeah. We got out of this ticket. It wasn't our fault, and it wasn't. And then like, uh, but what's funny is like until the ticket gets paid, I can't renew the registration on the family van, minivan, uh. right? So and it's due at the end of the month, and it's like. Hey, we see these these we, the you know it's called RMV in New England Registry of Motor Vehicles as opposed to the rest okay. of the country that calls it the Department of its proper name the Department of Motor Vehicles, but it's like same hypocrisy like oh you got an, an unjust ticket you got to go to court to to fight it and if you pay the ticket to pay for your registration that admits guilt if you pay the ticket no I'm paying the ticket because I want to register the car. Not yeah, a mini you, guilt. You're but screwed. You, figured you admit guilt. Like, <laughs> what a terrible cycle this is, you know? Like, but, oh. but yeah, small victories. But, yeah, the, it's definitely a caste system. Like, And I think people accidentally get wealthy. Like, they were talking about in, in England, it's even worse. Like, the movie stars in England are intentionally kept separate from the rest of the wealth of, of England because the royalty and the independent wealth from the agreement that they made, like, with cromwell cromwell's rebellion like here's the rich british and here's the rich royalty but we can't have this third group come in like people that are actors that then get paid right and bring money back they're their own little like sub separate like here's the here's the the queen and their whole deal and then underneath them the people from cromwell's days you know the businesses that have been in england for like 150 years and went to india and rob their country blind and then underneath them the movie stars in england and then below them most of the country you know what i mean like everybody else crazy you know like oh oh my gosh 
it, worse than our system somehow, if that's even possible. <laughs> so serfdom is alive. I, I feel wild, like though, in yeah. America, it is. It's got to be an accident. It really has to be an accident, right? Kardashians get rich on E Channel television shows. Got to yeah. be an accident. Well, that's not an accident. Uh, the Kardashians are very, very skilled. Uh, <laughs> it's something. I don't. Well, the dad was, but he's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Well, he was a good. Attorney. I'm not talking about the one that got his wiener chopped off and changes. I'm not talking about. <laughs> I'm, not talking about the, I'm not talking about the sex change one who's still. You're talking about OJ's attorney, right? I'm talking oh, about the Kardashian guy. Oh, the Jenner. The attorney. Yeah, attorney for OJ, no less. But um, yeah, I'm talking about that guy and his legacy. You know, because he was an immigrant, right? So he did the immigrant struggle, became an attorney. I don't know the whole story. I really don't know. I know like five minutes because David Schwimmer played him in the the. You know the OJ show. You know, you know what I mean. Oh, that was good, by the way. American yeah. crime story. That's and folks, yeah, I get my history from movies. So hopefully the movies are accurate because otherwise I don't know anything. Um, let's see. Uh, fan service, Adam. Do we have anything to talk about with the uh, with the fans? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn. I don't uh, even know what that means. What is the... Uh, we discussed what that means. We changed our fan commentary section. The audience section is now called fan service. No, and I then, know that. But but what is this imposter comment? What is... Oh, something I and said? the notes I had written for the episode that Adam could have asked me about the YouTube imposter comment. It was a, <laughs> it was a comment left on one of our YouTube videos from one of our episodes that was posted on YouTube. And I shared a screenshot in the Facebook Messenger to reference Oh my the gosh. What what did they say? What did they John? What did they say? I want to know. Uh, <laughs> oh, he called me an imposter. He goes, anybody whose profile name is real John can't really be a real person. And I'm like, no, actually, it's a joke because in the early 2000s, every celebrity that went online was putting the word "real" in front of their name. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah identify yeah. that that was their profile because Facebook was kicking celebrities off of Facebook because. They didn't think you were really yourself. So I, having an ego, coming out of film school, was like, I'm going to be fucking famous. I need to put real yeah, in front yeah. of my name, too. So all my channels <laughs> right. have real, including my Instagram, whatever. That's how you find me. So, and then he's like, and I there's said that. There's irony so coming up. Is there irony? I wasn't, oh, yeah, going, irony. I wasn't trying to be ironic. I was just no, no, you're not trying to be ironic, but the irony is... is- where you, you put real in front of your name and then late years later someone's like that's not real you just put real in front of and you're an imposter <laughs> you can't really be the host of binge watch then that celebrates the success of the podcast if people are starting to think that we're not really us responding to our videos about our shit when we're online talking about our episodes to our fans like that's actually a weird compliment, right, Nick? Like that's, <laughs> good. that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't like, possibly you, be interacting yeah. with me. Wait, wait, wait. Are you really Dave from Binge Nah, you can't be Dave. No, from Dave. There's Dave. no fucking way you're the real dude. No way, man. No He's watching movies right now. He can't respond to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. The real dangerous Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're in real danger now. Uh. I'm uh, I don't have the need to put real because nobody would want to copy me. <laughs> oh shit! That is not true. That's not true, Dave. That is not oh. true. There's, there's oh, a bunch of clones oh, of you Dave. out there. Nick, there's <laughs> your shit got real moment right there. Dave got sad. Dave really yeah. just got sad. <laughs> that oh, was a real moment. Oh, Dave. Uh, oh, Dave. Okay, so where are we? Oh, what should we watch? So what is everybody watching this week outside of the episode requirements? Outside of the movie we reviewed? 
Uh, Nikki Lates, did you watch anything else this week that's interesting? I did. I watched a great documentary on Netflix about the Cecil Hotel. Oh, I'm too upset. You're going to take it there. Holy I'm taking it there. I'm taking it. Are we playing the game or is it just what no, we're no, no, going to talk about? I'm just curious what people watched. Uh, but that's, uh, yeah. that's creepy as hell. And this story is It's very creepy. Yeah. Has anyone else finished it? No. I, no, I'm but I, know the, I, know the, I know the about the girl in real life. I, I don't want to yeah. say anything. So, yeah, it, it was really well made. I really, the editing yeah. style, the photography, everything about, I, I can't go into details about anything, but I really enjoyed it. And like, just well, the shots okay of the hotel about the Elisa Lamb disappearance. You can yeah, yeah, say that. yeah, 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 and about the elevator sequence. And we've all seen that video where the girls. Dude, the footage out. is so disturbing. This is it's the scariest. So disturbing. The fuck, it's one of the scariest things I've ever seen on YouTube, mm-hmm. like ever, ever. And like, very, anything, very. like as Nick said, you can Google the footage of this thing. It is, it will raise the hair on your whole body, dude. It yeah. is, it is, it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, think I, I don't know if I want to watch the documentary, honestly. The video, it, the elevator video scares the shit out of me. So It was really well done, and it's amazing. All the people they got, they got people that were staying there at the time. They got the cops. They got internet people. I mean, it's it's fascinating how many people they got for this documentary. I mean, it's four parts, so it's about it's a four-hour investment, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. I liked it? it. Yeah. Have you finished it, Nick? Yeah, yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to say anything else, because I don't want to, like... All right, yeah, no, well, I, I kind of want I'm going to require one more sentence. <laughs> uh, really great editing and visuals. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, good. well, you got my vote because I have to finish it, and I'm not going to not finish it at this point. So, yeah, I'll <laughs> oh, check it out. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Yeah. I, I want to say that uh, I was already sold when, as you were talking about it, but then I got doubly sold when, when Johnny Spoiler weighed in. Mm-hmm. And he was so enthusiastic. Like I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch. I'll watch that." And then it was like, "Okay, well now I really have to watch that." Well, I'm I'm just like personally invested in this stranger because of what happens to her. Mm-hmm. So like, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that hotel. I mean, anyone who's known about that hotel that has a crazy history of bad stuff well, happening. Well, what kills me is, and this isn't a spoiler, but like the manager of the hotel during the period of when that happened is mm-hmm. like. It feels like she's constantly defending, and I'm almost like you're you're not responsible for what happened. It's not like you were directly or were you, you know, responsible yeah. for what happened. Like she's like, Oh, well, this isn't such a bad hotel. I'm like, Well, history would tell you otherwise. I'm sorry. Yeah, but then she's like, Well, we get cops calls, we get the cops come here every day, and you're like, Well, that's kind of a bad hotel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she said like there's 80 people that died in her 10 years that she worked yeah, there. Suicide, drug overdoses, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. Caught in a bad hotel. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a bad area. I mean, it's what right did, by Skid Row. It's crazy. What else did you watch, Dave? So I watched, um, I had to get a subscription to Epics because I was dying to see this new movie, St. Maud. And boy, oh boy, did this movie pay off. Uh, has anybody heard about St. Maud? Horror no, movie? no. Okay. So it is a religious movie, kind of in the vein of something like Hereditary, but it has a lot to do with guilt and how we deal with guilt and how we pay penance for guilt. Um, and drives a woman to like basically the brink of madness and to fanaticism over her guilt and her religion um, over something that happened to her in the past. Can't spoil that for you. Um, but like she basically flogs. So, so to say flogs herself through this movie is just a paying penance for what she did. And it's a mind fuck like this movie, like up until like literally the last frame, I haven't, I can't think of a movie up until the last frame only gives you payoff right then. 
Like I was almost pissed off at the movie, and then the very last frame did something, and you're like, oh, that turned it around. Mm. So uh, if you want to see something that really gets under your skin, uh, I definitely recommend St. Maud on Epics. Interesting. Wow, we have a deal with Epics yet? If we were playing the game version where the brutal thing of like trying to convince each other to watch and we give points and weigh in, like you guys both nailed it tonight. If we were, yeah, we did. Like, you know no what? One, one, once you take away the pressure, I'm, I'm gold. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, hey, Double A, what did you watch this week? I watched uh, one of John Saxon's. Uh, uh, it, I don't know if it's his first. I doubt it's his first thing that he was in, but he was in a Mario Bava movie called The Evil Eye, and it's about a young lady that. Uh, witnesses a murder and nobody believes her that the murder took place because the the guy that that killed the girl like cleaned up the entire scene and and she watches the man uh stab the woman to death and then she she out of shock and fear she passes out and then some hobo comes by and gives her alcohol as she's unconscious so then they just think that she was drunk even though she's she's never drunk before, and then they, and then she ends up living in this house, uh, being taken care of, and uh, she's constantly spooked. John Saxon is trying to date her. There's there's uh, there's there's mystery and intrigue. She's got to go to like this hotel. They're trying to find the the husband. They don't know where he went. They're trying to find the murderer. She finds clippings. Like it's a it's like a like a Hitchcockian type uh, mystery horror. Uh, and uh, it's pretty good. It's uh, one of Mario Bava's early films called The Evil Eye. If you like black and white film, it is black and white. Oh, it's black and white? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, that could be a, a, a detractor, but I like the contrast of older movies. The mm-hmm. black and white, the, the way they can paint a scene and show things in darkness and, and the way things are, the contrast, uh, the sharp the sharp cut of objects on a, on a black and white frame is something that I get a huge kick out of. And I can immerse in that environment. I know some people are like, oh, if it's not in color, then I can't believe it. But it's worth right, it uh, if you like uh, old school movies. I mean, most of the Hitchcock yeah. movies are, are black and white. So if you like Hitchcock movies and you like Mario Bava and, and Giallo, then you're going to like The Evil Eye. Hmm. Sounds good. Man, we're all yeah. killing it tonight. Like, why did we not play the game? <laughs> yeah, right? I'm just saying. Like, each one of these movies is like, yeah, I agree. John, my, uh, my uh, delivery yeah. was uh, with the idea that the game was still being played. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Secret rounds. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of killing Bang Bang, I watched a shoot 'em up Western. I actually watched it because uh, Viggo Mortensen <laughs> is in Young Guns 2 as a sharpshooter, mm-hmm. but he doesn't get to do much sharpshooting, but he's the government guy that has to help Pat Garrett track down, you know, Billy the Kid and the rest of the gang. So I was like, oh, I want to see something where he's not held back. Because at the time when he was in Young Guns 2, Vigo really wasn't like an established name because it's pre Lord no, of the Rings, no. right? He, he was he was no yeah. one. So yeah. He was like a bit player and a bunch Roland of movies, yet. background guy, whatever. He did and Texas so, Chainsaw Massacre yeah. 3 the year before. Yeah. Yeah. So so well, that's it. I'll go off on a tangent on that one, but I won't. We've covered it before <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> yes, Look we up have. the old episode, What the War, Texas <laughs> yeah. Chainsaw Massacre 3. We did yes. it a couple of years ago. It's great. Um I'll have to drop that in the notes now. Okay. So I watched I'm Appalooza, awesome. which is a Western with Ed Harris. Oh, and Vigo yeah. Morrison. And yeah. Vigo Morrison is a guy that, like, he soldiers a little bit. 
He has like a government. He still has like you know training as there you go. Dave has it. So he's a gunslinger working with a marshal, and they go from town to town cleaning up towns, kind of like Wyatt Earp and his his group of buddies, like Bat Masterson. Almost it seems like the characters are based on like Bat and his brother actually. But um, so Ed Harris is this lawman, and he comes into this town, and like literally the opening scene is they're discussing contracts on how to save the town while the shit is happening down down the street at the, the saloon or whatever. So then they have to immediately go into action and like right away the violence goes from like zero to 60 and you're like, damn, okay. Like it's going to be super brutal, but it's like a slow, it ends up being like a slow burn. And then they introduce the fact that a woman begins to manipulate both the marshal and Vigo Mortensen's character as the assistant marshal. Cause she power plays the men in her life. Like she always wants to be with top dog. And so if you're not top dog, she'll move on. And it kind of warms its way in between the like their ironclad friendship and of brotherhood that keeps them both alive while they're gunslinging. And uh, it's on the Roku channel for free. If anybody's out there Rokuing, you can watch Appalooza. It's I just want to one. say something about Ed Harris. Uh, he brings a gravity to whatever role he's playing, and when he's on screen, he's just you just know that he's fun to watch. Some something about immersion and just believing what he whatever he's doing. He, he, he brings it to every film he's a part of. And you know I, that the movie's going to be better off for him having been in it, regardless of what his it is. Role, I think his role in this Western probably got him the man in black role in the Westworld uh, TV show. Oh, probably. yeah. Mm. I think he directed Appaloose, if I remember right. Oh, really? Really? Uh, well, let's find out. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> yeah directed by Ed Harris. Uh Oh wow, that was that took a lot of research there. You just <laughs> that was like faster than doing it online. Damn! Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like you knew the answer before you looked at it. I was, <laughs> well, I was more like I had to double check. I could be wrong. Um, we're getting towards the end of the evening, folks, and so I said uh, towards the end I would describe how they can win a copy of this movie. Since Dave keeps holding up DVDs, I feel like I I don't want to be left out. I want to hold up shit too. <laughs> ah, oh, that get, looks fun yeah this is uh the greenland it's a blu-ray dvd plus digital code we actually had uh a friend like fan listener or whatever win this on instagram already like because no. i posted the rules of the contest you know i i went to my i don't know if you can see that i went to my instagram story i guess you can't because it's too bright but i, I went to my instagram that. story the other day and told people how to win i said it's an easy one you can leave us a nice review on our podcast you can send us a video just saying hello to us and say hi, you know, binge watchers podcast. Or you can email us at host at bwpodcast.com and just talk to us. And ref- if you want to ask us to review a movie and put it into our fan service section, we'll have one of us watch that movie and review it for you the next week. And then you'll be in the running to get a copy of this. And they're going fast. We've got, uh, I think, three copies left. So get your emails in. Uh, Talk to us, reach out on social, whatever. We'll hook you up with a video. We have a couple copies left of uh, Love and Monsters, too. So, you know, there's all this stuff going around. And um, if you really surprise us, we'll give you Shudder for the whole year for free. So, what? Wow. But I, no one's gotten that prize yet. So we'll see We'll see what happens. That's the one um, that requires the nudes, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think we should sell those. I don't know if we have the right to. I don't know if that's like, uh, you know. Uh, unethical <laughs> special calendar if you, you want to know what i'm joking about Patreon. folks every once in a while we get a naked photo sent in and it could be total bullshit but yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, naked fans. Yeah. Adam's going to run a contest for all the naked fans. Send him all your uh, no, photos. Could be male or female or other. doesn't matter. He likes it all. I mean, I don't mind, but I, yeah. I mean, obviously that stuff is never going to And Dave's into robots, so only send Dave pictures of cyborgs. So yeah. Like anything else. And and his email address is footlongadam at bingewatchers.com. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we lost Dave. Oh, well. Dave, Dave is tripping. Um, Dave, uh, Dave had to disconnect to send his. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he had to send us that uplink. Well. So we've been, we've been running theme seasons for about a year now, and they've been pretty popular. We did, like, cyborg movies. We did uh, a series of horror films to watch in October. We did some anime hits last year. People kind of like the theme seasons, but I actually am tired of them expecting what they're going to get. So I think we're going to actually um, do something a little bit different in March. Like we're getting ready to watch a bunch of sports films, but I'm really thinking about just taking the whole you know, deck of cards and throwing it in the air or taking like the game board and just flipping it over. So I don't know if you notice, Nick, in your notes, I want you to recap mm. our episode, have a great ending to our video here. I, but yeah. I didn't leave in what's next for next week. I was worried about that. A little mystery. I, little mystery. Yeah, you kind of put me on the spot. I was like, <laughs> what's next week? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, uh, dude, we had a great show. We covered zombies that were really hot. We talked about VHS t- tapes with static electricity in the middle that we used to watch too much. And uh, oh my had, had, a, had an awesome end game where we didn't actually play the game. But uh, check us out on uh, IG, YouTube. It's okay, I watchers. won. Yeah, you probably did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> check us out on all the social media. And uh, guys, I don't know what we're going to do next week. Stuff's getting real. John's going to throw the cards up in the air, and we're going to see what we grab. And that's what we it's do. It's making Dave nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going really on, Dave. I, this, this video is incredible. Like, watch was, the video. Dave is tripping. I don't know what's going on, uh, Dave, right now. If you watch it, they will come. I mean, literally, when I'm saying stuff got real, yeah, it got real. Like, look at Dave right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stuff got real. Anyways, this is Nikki T's for the binge watchers. Late. <laughs> Dave, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs>